And, and part of the reason that uh, we wanted to do that and we were so excited about it uh, is because of how we are trying to present this series, essentially. Uh, this series, Excelsis Deo, is about rediscovering things that we have known for a long time. It's about rediscovering uh, songs that we have, we have sung our entire lives. We have known in many different ways and that bring up many different images. It's rediscovering the heart behind those songs. It's rediscovering the message behind those words. And so for the past few weeks, what we've been doing is we've been looking at some of the Christmas carols that we all know and love in a new light. We've been doing that through the spoken word. We've been doing it musically. We've been doing it through dance and drama. And also we've been doing it through the arts in the back. You might have noticed when you came in the, the New Heights Gallery, we like to call it. Uh, it is artists from around our community, from right here inside of our immediate New Heights family, uh, from people around the Alamo Heights United Methodist Church at large and around our community at large. People that I asked and some just volunteered uh, to give us their interpretation of these songs, uh, their interpretation of the Christmas story through their medium. Uh, be it paint, uh, be it crafts, be it uh, photography, Crayolas, as Cooper Beale did. But all of those are back there um, as an expression of their thoughts upon these. Now, those have all been given to the church. Uh, and while Chris DeSabato says we can't hang them anywhere because he doesn't like to put holes in the wall, um, what we've decided to do is uh, to si have a silent auction on Christmas Eve with all the money going towards uh, buying coats and warm clothes for uh, the men and women under the bridge. You might know that we have a ministry called Fishing Under the Bridge, which every month we go down and, and we uh, serve food to them, uh, to people that are homeless, that are less fortunate than ourselves. And it's a, a wonderful ministry that has grown greatly over the past few years. And every Christmas, every uh, winter season, we try to make a drive to buy warm clothes. I know what you're saying to yourself. It's going to be 80 degrees today, Michael. Yes, that is correct. It will be a little toasty this December 17th, but true winter has not set in on Texas, uh, South Texas. So uh, we encourage you to just look at them after the service. And if you are so led to buy a last minute, very last minute Christmas present on Christmas Eve, um, if you're like me, you might go, I have nothing for my wife. Just kidding, Jenna. I've already been, she left the room, didn't she? Good. Uh, you can uh, purchase those through the silent auction. If you have any questions about that, you can see me afterwards. But really, that's, all of this is to tie in these stories, these stories that bring memories to us that we have known for so long. You know, when you sing these songs, you think of something. Uh, you know, I, I don't know of one of these. We have done O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, Away in a Manger, Now Angels We Have Heard on High, that when I sing, when I sing this song, I think of something. It brings to mind an image. It's like Clint Black said, sometimes a melody will bring a memory. Sometimes that when you sing these songs, you think of something. For me, I think of St. John Newman. It was a Catholic school that I went to when I lived in Lubbock, Texas. And uh, every year we did this Christmas program. And I remember doing Angels We Have Heard on High, standing in front of the, you know, on the cafetorium stage in front of all of our parents that were so excited to be there um, that evening and singing Angels We Have Heard on High, followed by a pancake supper. So I think of those things. 
I think of things like that. We all have kind of a memory that comes with these songs. And sometimes that memory glosses over the true meaning of the song. Sometimes if you hear it enough, it loses its power. It loses the effect it has on your heart and on your walk with Christ. So we're trying to correct that and look at these with fresh eyes to really take in what God is trying to tell us through these words. I don't know if you know this about angels we have heard on high, but a lot of historians believe that this is the oldest of the Christmas carols, that it has been sung for over 2,000 years. In fact, the first singing of it was before the birth of Christ, 100 years. Isn't that cool? I was reading about this song and I read that fact and I was thinking, that's awesome. That this song that, that proclaims Christ has been sung a hundred years before people knew him. But God knew him. And God knew these words. Angels we have heard on high. If you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 is the Christmas story. Basically, it is used throughout churches all over the world uh, during this time of year. We used a part of it last week. Starting at verse 8. That night, some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognize him. You will find a baby lying in a manger wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, singing, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to all whom God favors. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They ran to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. Then the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God for what the angels had told them, and because they had seen the child, just as the angel had said. This song speaks of three things. Do not be afraid. Rejoice. And tell everybody about it. Angels we have heard on high basically encompasses those three things. The first one, do not be afraid. I don't know how much you know about shepherds of the Middle East, about shepherds in Israel. I don't know what mind your, what picture your mind conjures up when you hear about a shepherd. Probably what I think of because of what I've seen are men, older men, younger men, but men guarding their flocks. More than likely, however, even to this day, the Bedouin shepherds are typically young girls. They're definitely young. But girls and boys out in the fields, field, 
kind of a nice word if you've ever seen where they truly are. Out in the wilderness, out in the desert, these kids taking care of sheep. Can you imagine what they must have been thinking on a night when they were protecting their flocks? They had hunkered down for the night. Maybe they were surrounding a fire and, you know, a couple of them gathered together and got their sheep together and they were telling stories about the day and and they saw this weird star and, and they didn't know what was going on and they were maybe discussing that and then all of a sudden, bam, the glory of the Lord shines among them. Could you imagine what must have gone through their minds? Talk about fear. Talk about being frightened. I'm 32 years old. If I were out duck hunting, because that's probably the only field I'd be in that early in the morning, duck hunting and it's pitch black and I've laid out my decoys and I'm lying down in the rice marsh and I'm waiting for sunlight and the first birds to come in and all of a sudden, bam, the glory of the Lord shines forth. I'd be worried about more than water in my waders. Wait for it. I would be terribly frightened, the scripture says. Terribly afraid. Not knowing what was going to happen. Being in the mere presence of one of God's army. But what does the angel say? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Peace. Have you ever been scared? I mean, really scared, really frightened. When my family moved to Louisiana, I was frightened. But when we moved to Louisiana, our house was being built, and we had a rent house out in the middle of nowhere. It was out in the woods of Louisiana, and, and my room had the only place for the bed was right up against this window that looked out onto just a forest, essentially. It was a little bit of yard and then trees. And we placed my bed right there. I had this twin bed that had a trundle underneath, one of those trundle beds that you can pull out. And because my, my sister and brother are the kind, wonderfully warm-hearted people that they are, they would often tell me of stories of people wandering through the forest, waiting to reach in through windows and grab kids from their beds. Me being the baby, I guess that was their job to do things like that. And so I took it upon myself to sleep in the trundle. No way I was going to sleep on top where they could reach me. I was going for cover. So I would sleep underneath in this trundle bed. And here's something else you need to know about me. I'm a wee bit claustrophobic. Yeah. So I would be lying there at night. I would go to sleep. All of a sudden, I would start turning in the, in the, the night. And I would wake up at some point and go, bam, and hit my head on the top of the bed. And I would freak out. I would lose it. I would think that somebody had come in and shut me in. I would be pushing on the sides of the bed. I'm not going to tell you how old I was. <clears throat> pushing on the sides of the bed, screaming until my mother came in and flipped the light on and I could see where the exit was. I was so scared until I knew the direction I needed to take. Have you ever been that scared? Now, sure, I was just a kid. Have you ever been that scared? And you just needed somebody to say, don't be afraid. Be at peace. You know, about a year ago, in fact, a year ago on Wednesday, I experienced a similar frightening moment. When the doctor came in 
and said, we need to talk about your child. There's something wrong. I found myself back in the trundle bed, pushing with all of my might, not knowing what was going on and frightened. I was scared. I didn't know what was going to happen to my daughter. I was hearing things I was not expecting on that glorious day, I was thinking. I was scared. I was holding it together until I saw two friends coming down the hall who had no idea what was going on. They came bouncing down the hall, excited, joy-filled, and saying things like, Oh, we can't wait to meet her. And I just broke down. Here's the first part of this message. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I didn't know what was going to happen to my daughter that day. I still do not know what's going to happen to my daughter a year later. I know where she has been. I don't know where she's going. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day or tomorrow or next year. I don't know if she has that. But the angel of the Lord says, don't be afraid. God speaking to me says, don't be afraid. You don't understand, but I do. You don't know what's happening, but I do. Don't be afraid. Have you ever, have you ever walked with somebody as they were dying? It's an incredible journey. A journey of death. It's an incredible journey for the one taking it and for the one surrounding them that love them. It's a scary journey for those that don't hear the words of God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Why? Because the second part. Because I bring you good news of great joy. Because I bring you good news. Of great joy, the Messiah, yes, the Lord our Savior has been born today. Don't be afraid because he has come today. Imagine the shepherds out in this field. They're sitting there. All of a sudden, bam, this angel appears. They're going, wah. He says, don't be afraid. You've been waiting for 1,500 years. You've been waiting for who knows how long for this moment. And it's here now. Don't be afraid because the Messiah is here now. God has told you about this forever. Here it is, right now. You get to witness it. Don't be afraid because Christ, the child, the Savior has come. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Marvelous Light, one of the songs we're singing today, talks about it, quotes Paul saying, where sin has lost its sting, death has lost its victory. Paul says, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Now that Jesus Christ has come, they're gone. Don't be afraid because you know the outcome. Don't be afraid because I have come. So when I'm walking through these moments with my child, and I I go from one moment to the next not knowing what's going to happen, The words ring forth, don't be afraid, because I have come. I have come to end your oppression. I have come to end your slavery. I have come to heal 
I have come to take the sting away from death. I have come. See, I I don't know what grace feels when she goes through a seizure. Doctors say she doesn't feel anything. There are times when she's having them that she's screaming. I don't know what she's going through at that moment. I know that it kills me. I know that it hurts. To have no control. To just sit and hold a child. But listen to those words. Don't be afraid. Because I bring you good news of great joy. The Savior has come. The Savior has come. I don't know what's going to happen to her moment by moment, but I know what will ultimately happen to her. Because Jesus Christ was born to this world. And the angels stood in the mountaintops and sang forth through the valley, Glory to God in the highest. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Glory to God because he fulfilled his promise. I will not leave you stranded there. I am coming to save you. Glory to God because he did. Glory to God in the highest. In those moments when I feel at my darkest, when I feel lost beyond all, no one can pull me out of this. I know that God can. I know that God has. Don't be afraid, the angel says, because I bring you good news of great joy. So what are we going to do about it? What did the shepherds do? I love this. The shepherds leave everything and run to Bethlehem. The shepherds join with the angels and they sing glory to God in the highest. And then the angels leave. I like to think of that angel as the first evangelist here in the world. He came, he told people about Christ, but then he left. And he left it upon the shepherd's shoulders. He left it to us to run to the baby Jesus, to see what had happened and to tell all who would listen. That's what they did. Can you just see these kids running down from the hillside, from the wilderness, running into the city trying to find this kid, this Christ child? Think about what they did. They left everything. They were in charge of these sheep, which was everything for them. They would fight off predators to save a sheep. They would travel great distances to find a lost sheep. They would do everything in their power to care for these sheep. And yet all of a sudden... They hear this news, this great news. See you later, sheep. Because the Christ child has come. When you hear the words of salvation, when you hear about Jesus Christ, the next step is to experience it. To experience that grace of Christ. To experience your relationship in Jesus Christ. And then to tell people about it. Just as the shepherds did. 
Glory to God in the highest. When we first started walking through this, the medical issues with grace, so many of you and so many people around the community would come up to us and ask us how she was doing to the point where I just wanted to tell you to back off. I know that it was because people cared and they wanted to know and they wanted to support us and truly a blessing to be involved in a community that loves and serves the way ours does. But there came a point when I couldn't take it anymore. And I just wanted to slap people. You ever been to that point? Yeah. Parents are going, yeah, I have kids, teenage kids at that. There just came a point where I couldn't take it anymore. But here's the thing that I knew in my heart. See, Jenna and I, before we were even, before she was even pregnant with Grace, we prayed for this child. We prayed that this child, boy or girl, would bring glory to God. That this child's life would honor God in such a way that people would know him better. That this child would bring glory to our Father. Now, of course, I was thinking of a child that would be an incredible speaker, maybe travel the circuit preaching the Billy Graham of his era or her era. We didn't know how God was going to handle this situation. You know, some people might say, why me? Why did this happen to me and my child? I've said those things, but more importantly, I say, thank you, God. I know that grace was created the way she was so that God could get glory. Wasn't my idea of how he could go about it. But because deep in our hearts, we long for people to know Jesus Christ more through our child and through our own lives. We couldn't sit on the information that we have. We couldn't sit on the walk that we were experiencing because of our daughter. So I created this website to update people and, and to tell people about what God's doing in the life of our daughter. For four days now, she hasn't had a seizure. Glory to God in the highest. Four days now. Jen and I walk around here like she's a time bomb, waiting for one to go off. But glory to God in the highest, four days. I don't know what's going to happen to my daughter. I do know how God has used her. Not fully. I don't know how, how many people's lives she has touched. But I know people have stopped me that I don't even know. And said, we're praying for your daughter. I know people have stopped me that I don't even know and said, I've learned so much from your family through this situation. I've heard so many stories and we have received emails to, Grace has received emails from people. You know, we could have chosen to walk through this. And please don't hear me saying, look at us and look how amazingly faithful we are in our walk because I doubt all the time and I'm mad at God a lot. But we could have chosen to sit on this and to close ourselves in our home and to not share what God has done through our daughter. 
But these words right here tell me differently. These words right here, the angel screaming to us, don't be afraid. You don't know what's going to happen to your daughter, but don't be afraid because I do. Because the Messiah has come. Death has lost its victory. You don't know what's going to happen, but I do. And people will know me better because of it. So go tell them. So run to the mountaintops and shout forth glory to God in the highest and let the echo ring forth. You know, this season is a time when people get so depressed. This is the time of year when when therapists make their money, I guess. No offense. But it is the time of year when depression hits the hardest. Maybe it's a loved one that this is the first year you are without them. Maybe you are just laid off. Maybe you haven't done all that you want to for this year. And who knows what it is. But depression hits hard this time of year. Through it all, know this. That the Christ child came. That Jesus Christ came for you. That you might receive his eternal life. Don't be afraid. For I bring you good news of great joy. Today in the city of Bethlehem. A child. The Messiah. Yes, the Lord, our Savior, has been born to you. Glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth to all. You notice that the angel says good news for everyone. It's time that we stop holding this to ourselves. And that we shout from the mountaintops, from our homes and our businesses, that God has come. Glory to God in the highest. There is no victory greater than that in Jesus Christ. There is no victory greater. No state football title can compare to the victory of Jesus Christ. I hope this season that you get to know that. If you have never known that, I hope you open your heart and your soul up to the love of Jesus Christ. That that angel might come before you and share with you the love of Christ. I hope if it's been a while since you've felt the love of God that you know that he has never left you. That his grace is permanently with you, showering you. Even when you are running away from him, he is running towards you. I hope that you know the peace of Christ more than ever this year. And that you run forth and shout Gloria in Excelsis Deo. Let us pray. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we offer you our thanks and praise, which are never enough, for the gift of sacrifice that you gave us, for the gift of life that you have given us. We thank you and praise you. Lord, it's with humble hearts that we come to you, knowing what you have done for us, Being born, 
walking where we have walked, suffering what we suffer, you know the life that we lead. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your birth, for your death, and for your resurrection. That we might shout from the mountaintops, Gloria in excelsis Deo. Glory to God in the highest for the peace and grace and love that you shower upon us. Father, I pray that you would open our hearts and our souls that we might truly know you. If we have never known that love, Lord, I pray that you would help us to know it right now, to accept the love and peace of Jesus Christ, this child. And that if we have known it for years, that you would ignite our heart. That we, like those angels and those shepherds, might run and tell everyone we know. Because truly, it is something too great to keep to ourselves. We thank you, Father, and praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.